You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode nine, the miracle of how I got a book deal. Today's episode is not only a grand announcement that my book, Living in Your True Identity, is now available to purchase, but I want to share with you the miracle story of how I even got a book deal as a first-time author, and what I have learned through the process that you too can apply to any goal that you have in life. Thank you again to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes. Reviews help the podcast to show up in iTunes when other people are searching for a new podcast. Today's review of the week comes from Kim Skiv. She says, I have listened to all eight episodes in the last 24 hours. I couldn't stop listening. Every episode spoke to me. I love that there isn't a lot of chit chat. Every word seems thought out and inspiring. Every episode is wonderful, but I especially loved the Temperance podcast. Can't wait for more episodes to come out. Thank you so much, Kim. (laughs) I love the Temperance episode myself. Some people may not know this, but I actually script every episode so that it can be really concise and most of all, value the time that you spend listening without any chit chat like Kim talks about. I really want every word to be of value to you and worth your time. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaways so far. Your reviews boost the show ratings and it helps other people to find the podcast. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. Now for today's episode. I have a new book that is now available for pre-sale and it officially goes out to the world on August 14th. Chances are that by the time you listen to this, it will officially be on shelves in stores and in the hands of readers. I want to share with you my story today of how all of this unfolded and I'm going to give you some key tips that I have learned that you can apply to any goal you may have, no matter how huge it may seem. Last year, I put together an online course all about identity. My amazing friend, Christy, signed up as a student. And in one of our daily conversations, she told me that she thought the content was book worthy. It was the first moment that that seed was planted in my mind where I actually had enough to say that could fill a book. (laughs) Actually, I usually have enough to say to fill a book, but you know, focused content. A few days later, Another student in the course emailed me to share how much the course had helped her, and she also requested that I make it into a book. She explained that she had many friends and family in her life that could really benefit from this message, but they were not very likely to take an online course. A book, however, is easy to share. It's easy to pass along to other people. So for some reason, when I read her email, this was the second witness that I needed in my life and I just started to cry. (laughs) I knew I needed to create a book someday. Someday is a safe word. It's a word that allows you to accept that something could be a dream. Something could be a goal. Something could be part of your mission. Something could have permission to sit in your heart, but you don't have to take action on it just yet. (laughs) Fast forward another few months and I had a dream one day that I needed to write a book about meditation, an entirely different topic. I woke up, 
I went straight to the computer and I wrote out an entire table of contents outlining 20 chapters of what I would teach. I told my husband, I guess I'm supposed to write a book. <laughs> I printed out a new picture for my vision board of my finished book that I was going to write. And I committed myself to write every day at 6 a.m. And I did every day for about two months. I'd begin my writing session with a prayer and I would ask for writing angels to help give me the words to say. It really became my new morning practice and it was awesome. Now, I did something that I had never done before with my goals in the past. I actually told people what I was doing. All people. When my in-laws came to visit and asked what was going on in my life, I said, I'm writing a book. <laughs> my neighbor texted me and she asked how I was doing and I said, I'm great. I'm writing a book. The postman at the post office asked how my day was and I'd reply, I'm great. I'm writing a book. Friends would ask how I was and immediately I'd say, I'm writing a book. For an extroverted person, this probably doesn't seem like a big deal. Yet for me, my pattern in life has been to work quietly on projects and announce it upon completion. And I'd only tell people that asked or that really needed to hear about it. Not this time. Something inside me compelled me to share it with everyone, even in those early stages of conception. And as a result, many people would follow up with me when we talked again. How's your book going, Brooke? I felt excited and committed. It felt real. And because I was showing up every day doing the work, it felt like something was really being created. Two months later, I was waiting outside a dance rehearsal for my son, and I decided to check my email. I will never forget that moment. It was a Friday night in November, and it was a full moon. <laughs> that always adds a little bit of drama to life. <laughs> Anyways, in my own little quiet moment, sitting on that old couch in the Whittier building, I saw an email from Cedar Fort Publishing from their recruiter. Her email was only a few sentences long and it essentially said, Hi Brooke, have you ever thought about writing a book? I think you have a strong message that would translate well into a book. Let me know if this is something that you're interested in and we can talk. My jaw dropped to the floor. My heart stopped beating and I felt tingles from head to toe. Could this be real? For a moment, I thought it couldn't be real at all. Maybe it was some email scam where people find out your innermost dreams and goals and then they bait and switch you. Maybe this was really from a Nigerian prince who would reveal his true identity and intentions if I responded. <laughs> I had actually never heard of Cedar Fort Publishing. Were they even real? I did a quick Google search. Yep, they were very real indeed. I totally started to cry. Totally humbled that little old me and my little dream of writing a book and following a prompting had just been found by a publisher. It was all surreal. I remember thinking, aren't I supposed to like submit a manuscript first and then get lots of rejections and then triumph when one publisher finally says yes? I've never heard of a publisher emailing someone first. This is too easy. <laughs> I wrote back immediately. Yes, I've thought of writing a book. In fact, I've done more than think about it. I have already started. Let's talk. 
Within a few days, we were on the phone and I told her about my meditation manuscript that I'd been working on. And then out of the blue, I added, I also have another manuscript you might consider. I put together this identity class earlier this year and I scripted the whole thing. It might be good material for a book too. Before the call ended, I asked the question that had been on my mind since the first email. How did you find me? She was quiet after I asked that question and she thought to herself for a really long time. You know, she said, I, I don't remember. I think I somehow just ended up in your website one day and I felt like I needed to email you. I was totally amazed. <laughs> Instantly, I envisioned my writing angels that I had daily prayed for, somehow rigging up her internet search to land on my page and prompt her to reach out. I had already opened myself up to the possibility of making things happen by putting it on my vision board, by telling everyone I knew what I was working on, and actually showing up to do the work. Truly, heaven starts to work things out when we position our mind, our heart, and our actions to align with our purpose. She told me to send both manuscripts in, and she promised that she would take them to her next publishing meeting for review. After I submitted the manuscripts, all I could do was wait. It was out of my hands now. They would either like what they read or they wouldn't. And suddenly having the very real possibility of being published seemed like the most amazing opportunity. And here I couldn't do anything more than I had already done to make it happen. It was truly out of my control. Unless it wasn't. Somehow I had miraculously been found by a publisher through the help of angels. Maybe angels could help me with my manuscripts in the publishing meeting. I've been practicing visualization for my goals for a few years now, and suddenly this became a very exciting opportunity to visualize the meeting going exactly the way I hoped it would. I visualized my awesome writing angels sitting next to each board member and helping to point out the strong points of my message. I visualized receiving the book contract. I visualized how it would feel to have the honor to take this message to the world and the support of a publisher to help me do it. For a whole week, as I put my daughter to bed at night, I'd sit in the dark in the corner of her room in a chair while she waited to go to sleep and I would practice seeing and feeling exactly what I hoped for. Whenever I do this practice, you will usually find me with my eyes closed and I'm grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> the pictures that we have in our mind stimulate our feelings and the energy of our feelings create the experiences of our life. For me, visualization is my practice of strengthening my faith and strengthening my hope Hope is something that you see. How do you see a situation in your mind? Do you focus on all the things that could go wrong? Do you focus on worry or insecurities? How do you see things? This is hope. And when we strengthen our hope by strengthening the picture that we see in our mind, our faith increases. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, we learn that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is essentially the hope that we have in things that we don't see, things that we don't see because they are either spiritual or things we don't see because they haven't happened yet. <laughs> As we strengthen our hope and we get clear on what it looks like, we imagine that picture and we create it in our minds and in our hearts, we increase our faith. 
A week later was the day before American Thanksgiving, and I got an email from the publisher. I remember sitting in the living room. The kids had gone to bed. It was around 9 p.m., and I opened my email to see the offer of a book contract. I was elated. I quickly sent a message to my friend Christy, who had been the first person to plant the seed in my mind. And then my husband walked in the room and I told him. And as soon as I finished my story, I threw my hands in the air and I declared, oh my goodness, I have to go pray right now. I have to thank the Lord and thank my angels. How could I forget that? I should have done that very first. So I ran down the hall to my secluded meditation room and I offered up a glorious prayer of gratitude and celebration to my heavenly team of help. To continue in the spirit of celebration, I had a delightful time that night sending out messages to family and friends. I wanted to celebrate and I wanted to share the feeling of miracles happening. Taking time to celebrate each part of the process has actually not been my pattern in the past. In fact, celebrating it all has kind of been something I haven't taken the time to do, period. Yet, I had celebrated in the very beginning by telling others that I was writing a book and being excited about it. And I celebrated again when the book contract came in. And I celebrated again in March when I finished my manuscript and I took a vacation with my family. And I celebrated in June when the book went to the press. And now I am celebrating with you in sharing the story on the very day my physical copies have arrived on my doorstep. I am learning the importance of enjoying the process, celebrating the present, living in the now. I wrote a bonus chapter for the book last night And I found myself talking about how the performances and the achievements in our life are far fewer than the moments of practice and the process of getting there. We may as well love the whole journey and allow ourselves to feel the excitement each step along the way instead of reserving it for the end. (laughs) In retrospect, I think this has had a huge influence on how the events of my own story have unfolded. Now, truth be told, I am only just now announcing my pre-order and my book bonuses if you pre-ordered the book. My book is officially on the market in five days. Typically, authors are supposed to budget at least four to six weeks for a pre-order announcement of their book. Did you catch that? Four to six weeks. not five days, (laughs) but you know what? It has been summer. My kids have been out of school and I felt prompted to create an entire new online course in June, which I did create and I taught. And I honestly have not been ready with book launch stuff until now, five days before. (laughs) In the past, this obvious crunch time, it would have brought me heavy pressure, anxiety, and I would have totally stressed myself out but I am learning in this experience the importance of celebrating each stage, enjoying each step, the importance of the feelings I choose to feel influencing how I experience my life. Instead of telling myself the story that I'm totally late, I don't have enough time, that my delay is going to affect sales and the success of my book, I have chosen a different story to tell. In fact, I have visualized this time of preparation being fun and rewarding. 
I've told myself that everything is unfolding in the perfect amount of time, that this is exactly how it's all supposed to happen, that I have angels helping me and angels helping people find the book who need it, and everything is working out perfectly as it should. Now, there have been moments I have felt anxiety because that's my long practiced default, but I choose how I feel. I take a deep breath. I picture in my mind how I want to feel, and I choose that. I choose that experience instead of choosing struggle, instead of choosing pressure and anxiety and worry. I'm going to choose to celebrate, and I'm going to choose to enjoy the process. I'm practicing this. It's something I want to get really good at. I want to be able to experience this in all parts of my life. If I can do this now, when it seems like the pressure could really be on, if I could take this situation and choose to relax and choose to enjoy it, I can do that for many other parts of my life. And guess what? I feel awesome (laughs) and happy and I feel peace. This is supposed to be fun. So I'm choosing to feel this way. And I know that the energy of my thoughts and my feelings will create an amazing experience because of those intentions. Now, the main point of the message of my book is that we all have two identities. One is true and one is false. The false identity is the ego, or as scripture says, it is the natural man identity. The true identity is your true self. Or as scripture says, it is your divine nature. I spend the first half of the book helping you recognize the false identity in your life, and I give you tools to clear it away. I spend the second half of the book helping you recognize and develop your true identity, your divine nature, and I give you tools to help empower you to live in your true identity. The irony to me is that this entire process of writing a book has been filled with evidence to me that the tools I teach really work. First of all, I teach that our identity needs to be built on solid ground, not on our achievements, our relationships, appearance, popularity, knowledge, circumstances, acceptance from other people or anything external. I truly believe that one reason I have been able to celebrate each stage of this process is because I no longer attach my worth or my identity to writing a book. Just because I'm writing a book or I'm having a book published, it doesn't mean I'm any more important. And I truly believe that not just in my mind, but in my body, in my soul, in every part of who I am, I believe this. I can tell people and be excited because I'm not worried about what they'll think. I'm not worried if whatever it is I'm working on is really going to come to fruition or not. This is just an experience and something I'm working on and I don't attach who I am what my worth is to any achievement. You know, I was really hopeful that Deseret Book, which is an LDS bookseller in my area, I was hopeful that they would buy my book. And I just found out a few days ago that they passed on the title. A few years ago, I would have taken that information very personally. I would have felt rejected. I would totally have cried. I would have felt like it was a huge mark of disapproval from my own culture. (laughs) And it wouldn't have mattered that the buyer for the store had not actually read my book, but had just simply made a decision based on a two-sentence description from the book catalog they buy from. I would have felt instead that my world had just ended. When I found out the news a few days ago, I was initially disappointed. But 
because of the work I've done the past few years on identity, I moved through the news with confidence and faith because my worth is no longer attached to outcomes and approval from anyone. This is a huge mark of progress for me. Huge. It's not a matter of just knowing something in my head. Like I said, it's knowing it so deeply that I feel it. The fact that I didn't even feel rejected and deeply insecure shows me just how powerful the tools in this book really are. If you actually practice them, they can change you on every level, spiritual, mental, emotional, and even physical. I'm really excited to go deeper in future episodes into some of these principles, choosing how you want to feel in your experiences, the power of visualization, how to employ the help of heaven in your endeavors, enjoying the process and living in the present. In the meantime, please go buy my book. (laughs) It's available for the next five days on pre-order and on August 14th, it will begin shipping to your door. If you pre-order, you can fill out a form on my website and you can collect some awesome bonuses that I've put together to complement the book, including a guide on artist dates. You don't know what that is. Oh, you will love it. (laughs) Bookmarks that are a really quick reference guide to all the tools I teach in the book, clearing tools and empowerment tools. I have a whole bonus chapter on how to use these tools with kids. The book is taken from an adult perspective, but all of these things can be adapted to use with your kids and to help them know and live in their true identity as well. And I also have a special invitation to an online book club with me on September 13th. All of these are bonuses that you can have when you pre-order the book. Can you just fill out a little form on my website after you make the order on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever it is that you choose to purchase it. So thank you so much for listening and for supporting me in this podcast and for allowing me to celebrate with you on this part of my journey. You can find links in the show notes to purchase my book, where to find the pre-order bonuses. And seriously, it's a crazy deal to get all of those resources for only $11. (laughs) Imagine your life living in your true identity and look forward with faith. Thank you so much for listening.